Hello and welcome to Signal of Doom. It's a very special episode of Flashbacks with Adam the Computer. Adam, how are you? I'm doing great, Dave. It's good to be back. Uh, It's been a while for old Flash. For old Flash. He's been running around. He's been on the cosmic treadmill doing his own thing in his own time. I've been reading some (laughs) Kerry Bates Flash from back in the day, but we're not covering Kerry Bates this today. Uh, we are covering. Yes, you're saying thank God. I mean, it gets good, man. I don't know. Like, did they stretch out the death of Iris West a little bit? Potentially, yes. <laughs> I mean, I like the death of Iris West stuff better than like. What was there like a circus guy? <laughs> the clown guy with the exploding, yes. uh, yeah, yeah, the exploding stuff that he had going on, yeah. Um, but we are covering um, The Flash by Morrison and Mark Miller from late 90s, am I correct in saying? Yeah, I believe so. looks like uh, 97. Okay. Yeah, I think what happened was that um, uh, Mark Wade went off to do JLA Year One. Right. And they swapped, kind of. So basically, oh. Mark Wade was writing a JLA book for, for Morrison, and Morrison came in and covered The Flash. Which, uh, oh, I see. Right. Um, did Mark Wade also do some regular JLA, like Tower of Babel, or was that after all this? That would have been after, yeah, afterwards. So did they pause the JLA book? And he, I remember he did um, JLA Year One, but that wasn't the regular JLA book. Did they actually maybe pause that while Morrison was doing this? Yeah. I don't think so, no. I think, uh, yeah, I'm not sure why they decided to do it that way, like, you know, doing the swap, but pretty sure, you know, it was still coming out regularly. Okay, cool. Well, that's good to know. Um, okay, so, yeah, we're covering we're covering this. Um, it was the kind of like the, be- the, the, the last writing stand before the end. The end of their writing partnership didn't come too long after this. This was, I think, Mark Millar's real first serious exposure in US comics, like serious um, stuff. And mm-hmm. I think Morrison was kind of... Mentoring might be a strong word for it, but um, he was he was helping him. And then at the end of this uh, trade, Millar writes the, the Black Flash issue, um, which is... Hey, Dave, I think I lost you. Are you there? Can oh, you hear me? Can you, yeah. So I was saying... Yeah, so, so what happens is... Um, Millar writes the Black Flash issue by himself solo at the, at the conclusion of this arc, but um, the beginning of it is is all them all together, and then the Human Race arc is also them together. So, do we want to go through the first one, Emergency Stop on the Suit? Because I loved the suit. Yeah, I thought that that suit was kind of a cool concept where we didn't know if it was a haunted suit or technologically, you know, like technology run amok type deal yeah yeah no i i and it, the way was it was it a ghost was it was it supernatural you know that that whole thing i thought was kind of cool yeah it was cool um and it was cool the uh it was a very silver age premise of the story kind of starting out with the flash is dead and he has this note dear flash you have 60 minutes to solve your own murder from the suit so i thought that was kind of cool i always enjoy that kind of premise yeah, definitely. And um, I also liked I liked the fact that even though Wade is gone, uh, Morrison and Millar are quite happy to use the Flash family. So Max Mercury, um, Jay's there, you know, and the regular Flash who's then, you know, hurt his legs. 
Um, I I like that that was um, or he he's dead. I like that the, from the very beginning they're incorporating the wider Flash family. You know. Yeah, definitely. I think that's you know one of the strengths of the books. Uh, I think impulses in there quite a yes, bit. Just a yes. quick, maybe a little bit. Yeah. So just picking up on what you're saying, man. Like I, I really like the way that there was. There is a different feel to it being the Wade comic, but at the same time, a lot of the same familiar stuff. So it's more a difference in writing style than the background, and the characters are the same. Would you agree that you can you can tell it's a different writer, but it's the same milieu, you know? Yeah, I would agree. I, I think uh, one thing that was a little different is I felt like there was less emphasis on uh, Wally and Linda mm. relationship. Um, you know, it was it was more plot driven than, yeah. than character based, maybe than the weird stuff. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Um, and I frankly uh, didn't mind that, you know, like because there's a little too much of that, like love of Linda, like the only thing that anchors him, blah blah blah. Like for me, that that can be a bit overplayed at times, you know. Yeah, for sure, um, especially because it seems like you know most story arcs kind of seem to come back to that where it's like, oh, the only way I could get home was, you know, with By my thinking of Linda. love for Linda. Yeah. It's like, what if he didn't love her? Like, he wouldn't get back, and that would be the end of the story of The Flash. <laughs> Lucky he has this yeah, relationship that anchors him, blah, blah, And And I'm going to make a comment now that might be a little deep. Um, what does it say about Mark Wade? That you know, he always it, it like he's he idealizes romance, romance, doesn't he? In his writing, you know. I wonder what his personal life's like. Has he ever had that relation? <laughs> no, seriously. Like, if I was lost in space, trying to travel back to time, I wouldn't be like, man, I really just just purely my marriage, the only thing. If I don't think of that a hundred percent, I can't get back. I think of the time and place, you know. Um, <laughs> it wouldn't yeah. be that hard like to anchor yourself to a, a fixed point you know but but for him it's like if i don't love her enough i can't get back i mean it's impossible and then it's it's like magic like he he it's a it's idealization of romance basically it's it's like it's written by the single lonely guy who doesn't really understand what it's like you know <laughs> yeah i can see that um yeah, i know pretty deep comment from yeah, me yeah. yeah i mean it's a nice thought, but then when it just gets repeated over and over again, it gets a little, little stale, a little tedious. Um, but I also like I can I can spot there was a couple of things early in this that I really thought was good. Like the suit stuff was cool. Um, I also thought that kind of like Morrison has this uh, way of writing, and it was very much when he was writing JLA. It's kind of like scattergun or shotgun kind of dialogue that's kind of weird stuff, like stringing words together that don't make exact sense, but they make it seem kind of futuristic. Um, he, he uses that technique here, and I think uses it well, and it's very much of a Morrison in his bag of tricks. He used it a lot in JLA. You know, things are going on, and he sort of... Do you know what I mean? He almost uses randomizer on his words. Yeah, just kind of like a bunch of mumbo jumbo and um, yes, like prefixes to make things sound like more <laughs> yeah sci-fi than they really are, I guess. Yes, but I I always felt it worked because it conveys a sense of mood to me, you know, and um, and I think that that's a good thing. 
basically. You know, like, I, I, I think that helps. Um, and it's very much of a late 90s, early 2000s Morrison thing. And he uses it here. And I, I had not read this before. Had you read any of this before? Yeah, I've read this before. Yeah. Okay, so first time for me, and I'll be honest with you, for some reason, I, I always thought it was not going to be that great. But having read all the Flash we've read, I had a lot more confidence going in. And I'm looking at this splash page. And by the way, I want to say the artwork's fantastic, where it says, I think I twisted my ankle. And you see Wally with the broken legs, you know? Yeah. And that is a great image. And then I remember, I must have been picking comics up at the time at the store. I remember that emergency stop part two image with what Wally in the, in, in the cast. Um, oh, really? Yeah, no, I remember that being on the shelves at the time. I didn't actually buy this, but but I was I was I was buying a lot of um, DC at the time, and I was actually really tempted. So when they said that Grant Morrison was writing Flash, it probably was only economy, you know, that stopped me picking it up at the time because I've always quite liked the Flash. Um, without being a huge reader, I just like his power and I like his costume and stuff. And and with Morrison on there, I was like. Um, Tempted, but I, I, yeah, I, I, that, that, that cover image, I think, is very striking where he's in the wheelchair. Yeah, for sure. Um, Steve Lytle did a lot of really cool flash covers. Um, how do you feel about Mark Millar generally? Uh, certainly like a, a good chunk of his stuff. Uh, he came from 2000 AD where, in my opinion, he was very poor, very poor. And, mm. So when he went to the States, before he made it really big, look, I wouldn't say he was really big when he was writing this. He, he got really big a couple of years later writing Ultimates and stuff, you know? Um, yeah, I like Ultimates. Like, I love his Ultimates. I love his enemy of the estate, Wolverine. Um, and that I love. I, I've really liked some of his indie stuff or creator-owned stuff. But mm-hmm. for me, overall, long-term he's not in my top tier, but I do quite like a lot of his stuff. I really like this. Um, I was prejudiced against him because when he was in 2000 AD, he was very young and frankly kind of unformed. Um, and he, mm-hmm. he, you know, it just wasn't, he just wasn't regarded highly, you know, by a lot of readers, including myself. So when he came to the States, I, my reaction was not, oh, that's fantastic, like with Morrison or someone. It was like, oh, no, Why? But then I, but no, I, I really, really enjoyed some of his stuff, like the Ultimates, especially his Enemy of the State, and um, some of his. Uh, I really like Jupiter's Legacy, um, and Wanted, yeah, and me too. various things. Like he's talented. Um, I wonder sometimes if he spreads himself a little too thin. You know, um, a lot of his comics seem to be just pilots for a show. Um, yes, yeah, he's kind of really, you know. Kind of created his own brand, though, which I find pretty impressive. So do um, I. So do I. Comics. Yeah. And some of it I Even love. Even though yeah, like, I'm not a huge on everything. Yeah. Well, I love his Jupiter's Legacy stuff. Like I See, I think that's where he yeah. dug a little bit deeper, you know? Yeah, I also like it a bit more when he's a bit more um, nostalgic or heroic yeah. than when he's doing like his something like Nemesis, which I wasn't huge on. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. read that one? I know I have, yeah. No, I, I, I read another one that was, um, oh god, it was like a demon, like it was like Shazam, but the the deal was with a demon. Oh, yeah. That was pretty good, like supreme or superior or something. Yeah, yeah like no, I, I've, I've certainly 
read quite a large chunk of his stuff, enough to say that, you know, I consider him like a 7.5 out of 10 guy. You know, like, it's good. Um, occasionally it's excellent. I think this stuff he's doing, which is m- very much kind of like, not an homage, but it, it's certainly a, a little bit reverent of the past, I think really works. Um, yeah, I agree. He's a good writer. Like, he's a good writer. I mean, he spreads himself very thin with all his projects, but I'll take him over a Bendis, you know? Um, yeah, okay. So, yeah, no, he's, <laughs> yeah. He, he's all right. Like, with the right, with the right, um, with with the right collaborator, and I always feel with some of these guys, if they just dig a little bit deeper than the, just the sheer formula, I always find it more enjoyable. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people sure. talk very highly of his Starlight comic, which I have not read, um, but I know that that's highly regarded. Yeah, I read that. I and thought it, it was okay, but it's definitely more like nostalgia mm. type. You know, heroism type stuff, which you know, I didn't love it, but I thought it was Flash Gordon kind of stuff, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, I see. I think that's cool. Like, you know, I I definitely check that out. But but like flashing back to Flash, <laughs> um, it yeah. was it was cool this suit idea and the way it would consume people and like the visual of the suit. Like, I'm looking at the suit on like a motorbike. Um and like it's 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 a it's a it's a nutty visual but it's cool and then he possesses like um doesn't he possess uh is it Max Mercury and mm-hmm. yeah he goes after Max Mercury and then he gets Wally doesn't he I want to say um and you see you see Bart going crazy like it's it's good stuff man like I think as an intro intro um. Intro story arc. It's great. And what did you think of the body power suit that um, Wally creates to make up for the fact he can't run? Uh, it was kind of cool. Uh, you know, definitely a throwback to his Kid Flash costume, right, with the hair sticking out and everything. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. And I, I tell you what, if I was back in the day collecting like the you know the DC action figures, I'm sure there would be one of this. You know, if you oh, had yeah, a if, cool. if you had a whole Flash set. Like a whole, you know, like in the in the sort of like uh, you know Hall of Justice, you had all the action figures. It'd be cool to have this one standing next to a couple of flashes. And by yeah, the way, sure. I said to you the other day, I think you and I are similar now on our Flash fan level. I think we're about an eight point five out of ten. Would you say? Would you go higher? I'd probably go higher for myself. Wow, uh, maybe nine, nine and a half. Uh, what nine and a half? But I'm wow. glad you're coming around. Well, I mean, I, yeah. I, I would rate Flash as, like, when I look at DC, the ones that I gravitate towards are, like, Flash and Green Lantern, even though yeah. they don't always, aren't always well-written, just the iconography of them, I was just kind of liked, where they're kind of standing a little bit behind Batman and Superman, but I think have, like, really interesting 100%. Uh, mythos behind them. I totally agree but yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I don't want to say it's too little too late, Dave, but no. I'm just glad you caught up. Well, you made a comment that was a stinger. You made a stinger. When I picked up the... You, you, you made a comment which put me into a tailspin. When I picked up the uh, Flash Mark Wade Omnibus Volume 1, and I said, yeah, I picked it up, this bad boy. And you said, I just wish I was as big a Flash fan as you. And I was like, wow, have I eclipsed you? But I think you, you, yeah. were, doing a, you were doing a bit of sarcasm now that I'm, I'm feeling it, you know? Uh, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't say. Wow. Um, because at the time I was like, "Wow, have I eclipsed? Has the apprentice eclipsed the master?" 
Um, But I like my Kerry Bates too, man. You know, like, you've got to give... uh, I was reading some Kerry Bates directly after Death of Iris West and Rainbow Rider made his first appearance, the colourblind guy, and he turns up in one of... Rainbow Rider. Rainbow Rider, yeah. And he turns up... Roy G. Bevelo. Yeah, he turns up in one of the issues here, late late in the piece, like he's in prison and they tease him for being colourblind. And I was like, well, that's a deep cut. I know his very first appearance because I just read it from Kerry Bates. I'm happy for you, Dave. I'm ready for you to get to the Jeff John stuff so you can shut the hell up about Kerry Bates. <laughs> no, I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're enjoying your Bronze Age. By the way, um, I was sounding out uh, the possibility of doing a séance to get Gardner Fox onto Signal, and then one of my friends she said you're messing with Dark Forces if you do that, Dave. So I think we're going to call off the séance. But um, it wouldn't. <laughs> Would it be pretty cool to do like an internet seance to get Gardner Fox? Don't you think? Like, what would he have said? You know, like, uh, you know, Gardner... wouldn't be my first pick. Oh, I'd love to get him. Wow, wow, we. I, I could spend hours with him. You know, take us through from the beginning. Take us back to the thirties and forties, man. You know, when you were constructing the Justice <laughs> League you... plots in the sixties. You know, what was going through your head, man? Like, how how much detail did you go into? Yeah, I guarantee you, it was stuff like I saw it as like a clock of moving parts, blah, 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 that kind of stuff, because it was all plot, you know, no characters, you know? Char- yeah, I've heard. No characterization, man, good, frankly, you know? No personal, good. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, like, he's got the suits, they say stuff, Superman, Superman, Batman's Batman, you know, Green Lantern's Green Lantern, Green Arrow's Green Arrow. Everyone knows who they are. Well, well, yeah. I mean, and Green Arrow is also the Flash, and Green Arrow is also Superman because <laughs> they all sound the same. But yeah, I don't know, man. I I read the Grant Morrison when he was writing his JLA took a lot of inspiration from Gardner Fox. The plot was the most mm. important feature, and I still think it is. You can add in little character moments, but just make them little character moments. You know, we don't need... I mean, I agree, but, uh, okay. you know, there's a, a way to do it right, and there's a way to do it like Gardner Fox did it. So. Wow, man, strong comments from you, Gardner. If only we could get him. I'd love to... <laughs> I Look, I imagine if we got a visual, in the actual, like, the ghost kind of, like, you know, sort of morphed into the room, and he's, like, sitting there puffing on, puffing on a pipe. He might call for his typewriter and go, I've got another, another story in me. He starts tapping away. <laughs> Gardner Fox resurrected. Yeah, all due respect final. to Gardner Fox. Uh, yeah. I just don't have the um, interest that you do. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Um, he wrote a couple of Conan uh, sort of pastiches as well. He he did a character called Colthor the Barbarian, and they're very much Conan-esque um, novels. I, I purchased them for 99 cents on Kindle. Um, they're good. Oh, you know. Good deal. Yeah, man, it was a great deal. You know, hopefully he went to the estate, <laughs> you know. I wonder if he was... I, I got a feeling that he may have been burnt by DC at the end, you know? I think at the end he might have been begging for lunch kind of thing. Mm. You know? Wow. Yeah, when, when did he... Uh, when, when did his relationship with them end? Late 60s, I believe. Late 60s. Died in 85, 86. Um, would have been interesting to get an insight into the final years, you know? Did he go to conventions? Yeah. Um I mean, if I'm the editor at DC, I'd always have a Gardner Fox book on the stands, you know? 
that Americana, that nostalgia. People always talk about nostalgia. I don't even know. How does that even work? You mean a comic book about Gardner Fox? No, 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 Adam. <laughs> While he was still alive, still puffer on his pub, still working. Oh, I, know, see, I, see. I I would have just given him a little title just to keep him interested, keep him on the payroll. He wouldn't have been. He wouldn't yeah, I mean, there's guys I'd want to keep on the payroll more, probably. <laughs> you know? Do you like that every time you come on the show, we bring up Gardner Fox and you never alter your opinion? I love it. Iona, you know? I love it. Yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> it's such a shame we can't get him. I was. It was so funny when I, we, we were like Googling him to find out his you know, date. I was like, well, if we'd had. You know how the military had the internet early? You know how it was like a, supposedly like a military application early on in the piece? Have you mm-hmm. heard this? Yeah. So in the mid-80s, would they you'd dial up Gardner Fox? He's like, oh, hello, it's Gardner Fox. How can I help you? <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like I'm 12 years old. I'm like, oh, we're doing this show, Gardner. Would you mind talking to us about DC? Oh, certainly, young man. <laughs> and he's like, starts <laughs> telling you stories and stuff. It'd be awesome. Man, why didn't someone do that? You know, why didn't someone go around and, and just take us from the beginning? Take us from the early days. How did you get interested in writing, Gardner? Well, it's quite simple, you know, and then he starts talking and stuff. And we, we, we would get the verbal account from the beginning to the end. That's what I want, you know? I think they call it an oral well, history. You're welcome to it. Yeah, anyway, turning back to this. Here, here's a biography called Forgotten All-Star, <laughs> biography of Gardner Fox. Put <laughs> do, your money where your mouth is, do, Dave. Do, do, you <laughs> like, do you like the voice I give him? Well, young man. <laughs> yeah. Interesting question you ask. <laughs> um, anyway, so we're looking at um, there's a funny comment here where Jay Garrick saying last time I moved this fast, Hitler was alive. That was I think after after he got he got given some of the um, speed force from from um, mm-hmm. from uh, Wally, and uh, yeah, no, it's it's good stuff. Like Jay Garrick has really grown on me. As we we be doing this uh these flashbacks, you know? Yeah, man. He's cool. Um it, you know, him in the JSA book was really cool. Uh, I like when uh Jeff Johns was writing the Flash mm. and you know, he was writing Wally in the Flash book, but it had Jay and Bart in it. But then he was also writing JSA and Teen Titans. Yeah. So he really kinda got to write the Flash throughout all of his titles. It's kinda cool. So what was he doing? He was he was writing was he writing the Flash at the same time he was writing JSA? Yeah, he was writing the Flash, oh. JSA, and Titans kind of all at the same time. Wow. And, you know, Bart and Wally and Jay were all in the Flash book, but he was also writing Jay in the JSA book. He was writing Bart in the Teen Titans book. So gotcha, that was, yeah. Was cool. yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, um, do you miss those days with Jeff Johns, like, dominating with your core play? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I thought he was pretty great. I mean, I wasn't necessarily reading off the rack back then, but it's good sure. to have him back doing the JSA again now. Oh, definitely. I enjoyed that Justice Society that he did the other day. How about this comment from, mm-hmm. Bart, from what's his name? Bart Allen Impulse, when he says, not bad for a crip. I'm like, wow. I'm sure if we get away with that language mm-hmm. now, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, not. I'm, I'm pretty glad they didn't alter it, though. You know, when they go in and alter it, like the problematic language of the past. They yeah. could they could have put like a um like a language language warning on the th- this this comic may include problematic language regarding disabilities would have been you know that warning kind of thing you know how people like to have that now it makes them feel better you know 
You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, like, oh, well, we, we, we cured, we cured, uh, we cured, um, you know, disabilities because we put that up there. It's like people oh, think, oh, wow. Well, <laughs> you know, it's like, wow, we've, we've cured racism. Wow. Was that easy? Just, just put a warning up front. Didn't realize. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. We get back on topic. <laughs> we, we end the story with a cliffhanger where Mirror Love Masters it. come in and affected Linda. Oh, that was kind of cool away. It's great. That's up the next issue. Oh, it's fantastic. And can I say I, I really enjoy the artwork. Um, Mirror Master, when he's there, so yeah. think fast. Excellent superhero artwork. You know, this should be the house style, frankly. You know, this is this is what I no, consider. I don't know, Dave. I don't know. What do you mean? You always take it too far. <laughs> like, yeah, it's good, but Jesus, like, <laughs> it has its place. We've moved past this now. No, no, I like this. This is what I want. This is exactly what it's I good. want. If I was, if Jesus, I was the, okay. if I was the king of DC, I'd march to the artist in and go, "Have a look at this." Oh yeah, it's pretty good. No, not pretty good. This is the house style. Out you go. You know. Oh, How'd you go, guys? I'm going to suddenly start turning into an art critic. You know? Mm. You know, I'll, like, yeah, here I it is. So. Here it is. Look at this guy. Look at how he's made the room look. How he's made Flash look. How he's made, what's the name, Linda look. Uh, and Mirror Master. Look at that, guys. Now get back out there. I mean, I'll say one thing for him. His backgrounds are always very detailed. and Yeah. Who is uh, it? Who is the guy that I'm praising so heavily? I don't even know who it is. Jesus Christ! Someone wrong. We covered him like someone wrong. We've we've is read like Ryan? two different books with him already. Is it Paul yes, Ryan? It's Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan. There you go. I knew it. I'm okay. I do, I wasn't familiar with him before this, but you you just you're heaping so much praise on this guy. <laughs> don't even know his name. <laughs> I'm loving this guy, and when he when he does like the rainbow flashes. Like when you see all the different flashes, all the different little personalities and stuff, the red one, the orange one, yellow, green, blue, purple, yeah, pink. I really like stuff like that. Kind of exactly. made me think like, oh, maybe this is where Jeff Johns got the idea for the uh, yeah, different where, lanterns. Where he ripped, where he ripped it off. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'll fucking rip this idea out of here. That's good stuff, yeah. Um, improved it, but yeah. Improved it, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm looking at his artwork and I'm going, this is a guy who knows how to draw Flash. Gee, there have been some good artists on Flash. It's not that fucking good. He's some... good, yeah. Man, you, you can you can slow down over there, man. I've got the hype train out at the moment. There have been some good artists on Flash. Remember Greg Larocoke? Remember him? Was that his name? Yeah, yeah I think it was Laroque. Yeah. Laroque. I was a big fan of his work. Waringo yeah, was on too. there. Yeah, man, there have been some, some really badasses on. Alberto Ramos. Alberto Ramos, yeah, sometimes, you know, <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, I, I, I don't mind. After you Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Paul Ryan, batting cleanup. Yeah. I mean, we got Scott Collins coming up. We got Howard Porter coming up. Yeah, all right. Bring it on. Those are the Those are the big guns. Yep, the big guys. Uh, excellent, not this guy. excellent. You say not this guy. What's this guy? No, well, not really. What's this guy done since? Man, this guy. I don't know. For me, this is superhero comics. I'll say that. I'll say that now. You know. You know. This is how to do it. You know. Okay. You, you want to? So, you know, we, no Dark Knight Returns or anything like that. We're just oh, this no. is it. No, no. You can have a few alterations as long as they pass by my desk. If someone flips on. 
I'm looking at Paul Ryan, uh, clearly not the same guy who's a former Speaker of the United States House of Representatives. Obviously, this is a different Paul Ryan. Um, Paul Ryan did, like, some Fantastic Four. artist. Um, some Superman. Very, oh, he's dead. Wow. Dead. Oh. Dead in 2016, man. I don't know if I should feel better or Cashed worse out. about how I've been talking. Cashed out, and none of the computer's been putting him down. I've been, I've been praising him. This is comic books. Paul, this is yeah, comic books, right? right? And you're like, oh, it's okay, you know, blah blah blah. Like, yeah, yeah, man, he's this guy. It's okay. Like, I like it when I look at it. Sometimes it's just that you just have to like, you act like it's the be all end all, and I just, I just gotta put things into perspective for the <laughs> listeners. <laughs> yeah, well, he's he's no longer with us. He died at age sixty six. Um, did a lot of work. A lot of, a lot of, did Fantastic Four as well. Did um, Phantom. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, he described yeah. his process. I read the stories and see what it should look like in my mind. Do a thumbnail sketch of the picture in my head and then go to full-size drawing paper. Uh, although known primarily for his pencil art for comic books, Brian said he preferred to ink his own pencils. I have worked with some amazing inkers. Some inkers have made my work look better than it was. Some other inkers, not so much. When I ink my pencils, the readers get to see what I can do. There you go. Oh, hey. Yeah. Looks like he worked on the Spider-Man Mary Jane wedding issue. Cool. Really? Back in the 80s? Uh, Sure, yeah. Yeah. 84, 85, somewhere in there. Drawings of the real people in his life, such as family and friends, appeared in his comics. He said that he's always especially drawn to the character expressed in all the faces. You see so much history in the face, and that's something I try to bring to my work. Wow. Okay. I do want to point you to page 88. Yeah. You, you're trying to slam yeah, him? on page 88 there. Just having a look, uh, man. I'm just having a look. Just getting back here. Yeah, what's happening on page 88? You see the top where he's smashing his head into the wall? Yes. Now go down one panel. Yeah, I can say it. If this was any other artist except for your, you know, your boy toy, Paul Ryan, you'd be so upset about the space he's making in that thing. It's not a great face. It's not a great face. <laughs> but the only, yeah. the only defense I have of that face is that maybe he's moving so fast that the air is kind of like flooding his nose and his cheek and stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, if something, if you're going really fast... You, you kind of get that wind effect on your face. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're... If yeah. You, that's, that's the only defense I have of that, and it's not great, Paul. You know? Um, <laughs> not his best. Not his best, yeah. but, you know, everyone... It happens. I was just teasing him. Yeah, you're having a shot at... You're having a shot at a dead guy, basically. <laughs> you know, this guy's passed away. But, no, I always, I always think this uh, Mirror Master stuff... He's always a fun villain because all the different mirror tricks uh, yeah. with him. Uh, and this is a character that Morrison actually created uh, this version of the Mirror Master over in the Animal Man series. So kind of cool to see him. I did not realize that. I did not realize. I know he's yeah. in an episode of JLA where he says, never underestimate the sentimentality of a Scotsman. Um, <laughs> yeah, and you remember he um, he was in like the Injustice League for Morrison. So I think that's why he pulled... Yes, Mirror Master rather than maybe a more bigger rogue is because he's he created him. That's cool, and he he has a later one where he turns up in the wedding issue and he puts them in the reverse mirror world or whatever. 
It's just like yeah, a one-panel yeah. one mention. Now, the next issue, I think, is particularly strong. A lot of people say it's their favourite issue of their run. It's the Jay Garrick issue, A Day in the Life. Um, yeah, I think it is easily the best issue, uh, you know, just because I love the JSA and, uh, you know, the Starman series, and it just kind of is more throwback to that that period. Yeah, for sure. No, it's it, it, it's it's good stuff. Like, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought... Um, I'm going to say it again, man, the artwork. You know, just say no to super crime. I'm just looking at it here. This is this artwork, I don't, you know, this is what, imagine if you were reading a Legion of Superheroes with this artwork, you know, now. Yes, please. Yes, no, please. No. Why no? Yeah, I mean, it'd be fine. I'd be fine with it. Like, it's good. It's just, mm. it's not like the best. I'm it's not better than any Legion of Superheroes art I've ever seen. Jesus Christ! Yeah. Well, what about? I will say there's one, one, one very odd appearance in this. Uh, why is Nightwing look like he's fresh off the set of Kalido's Way? Um, what's yeah, going on with Nightwing? Weird. He looks like he's aged about twenty years. He's got a good goatee, the, the the ponytail, but the trench coat. Like it's it's an odd look for Nightwing. I would not have picked that as Nightwing. I don't know. You're the Nightwing expert. Well, this is like no Nightwing I've ever seen. Is he undercover? I don't understand. That's like, what I was wondering if it was just like... <laughs> you know. I don't understand I don't what's know. going yeah. on with Nightwing. Like, it's a it, it's a weird Nightwing appearance. Um, and weirdly, his character seems the same, but his look seems completely different. Nightwing the Lost Years, it is bizarre. isn't it? Yeah, but uh, this is a kind of interesting story where he's trying to help the thinker mm. find his thinking cap thing to uh give back so that he can save his own life yeah um kind of interesting because later on in the john's run mm. he actually does save his own life but he becomes a villain so just kind of interesting seeing him here where he's reformed oh what well, the thinker becomes a villain yeah he becomes like uh basically uploads his consciousness to the Oh. The internet or something it becomes one of those kind of brainiac villains. Wasn't he always a villain? I thought he was a villain that he was just friends with. I and maybe I mean, I... he is a villain, but I think he's you know the fact that he's trying so hard to save him. I think means he's probably reformed to some extent. Well, yeah, I thought it was the case of like you fight your enemy for so long, you can almost become an ally. You know, mm. at a certain at a certain yeah. at, like at a certain point in time. If you're like lifelong enemies and constantly fighting against each other, you f do find areas of similarity. You know what I'm saying? A lot of the time, they, they, yeah, they sure. Say that yeah, I think he was just to the point where he's about to die. So yeah, and he's like, um, a nice but he guy, catches a second wind and he goes back to villainy. Right. Wow. I thought he died in this issue. Did he not die? He he you don't show him die. He dies, but then he brings him back, doesn't he? Like he he sort of like brings him back. At the, I'm looking at his oh, yeah, with son of a gun. Yeah. Uh, I'm just having a look. At, you are right, actually. Incidentally, why didn't you tell me today was your wedding anniversary? Yeah, they sort of have... He says, learn to lose once every once in a while. A little, a little humility prepares you for what lies ahead. And then he takes off the cap. So I thought the implication was mm -hmm. he was dying, but you are right. I guess they don't technically show it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now, the, the next... Same again. The next issue was a three-parter. Now, I was collecting Kyle Rayner Green Lantern at the time, and I think I actually bought the Flash uh, uh, issue that was tying in. It was Green Arrow, Green Lantern, and the Flash were all tying in together. 
Uh, I think I definitely bought the Green uh, Lantern one, and I think I went back and and found the Flash ones because I remembered the courtroom scenes, and I thought it was pretty cool at the time. Um, Overall, as a three-parter, I find it's a fairly slight story, but it is fun. And at the end of the day, aren't comics books supposed to be fun, you know? Yeah, um, this Green Lantern one was actually probably one of the first Green Lantern stories I ever bought, um, just when I was real little. Uh, and then I eventually started collecting like the Green Lantern and the Flash titles. Yeah. But yeah, I thought this was really fun, especially because, um, you know, we always had that relationship with Green Lantern, having the friendship with Green Arrow and then with the Flash and, you know, seeing that develop between these guys yes. as they're like the next generation and they're all in the Justice League now uh, was a really good way to kind of develop that that relationship. And I, I really like the art as per, uh on this first part, particularly, Paul Pelletier, very good. Yeah, no, it's very nice, very nice, uh, very nice artwork, and a cool story that they're all going onto um, onto a cruise ship. Uh, they have that thing with Green Arrow where they're constantly trying to hook him up with people. Like, that was a recurring motif in Green Arrow storylines. Mm-hmm. Um, I found it annoying that Green Lantern. <clears throat> uh, was able. They were like, "Hey, that kid was wearing a Green Lantern ring." Mm. I always just kind of thought the ring was kind of like invisible, kind of, even though like we can see it as a reader. Yeah. That, you know, like everybody can't see it. But well, I used to wonder that, like, how secret could his identity be if he's wearing a massive Green Lantern ring all the time? You know. Yeah. Um, Especially as big as this ring is. Yeah, it's a massive. It's a chunky ring. Uh, then we had my boy Chuck Dixon doing the Green Arrow issue. Good job as always, Chuck. Um, kind of more the action centric episode on, on on the vessel. Uh, and it ends with a cliffhanger, which was interesting. They ended it with a cliffhanger where is it Dr. Peral, um, Polaris? And he has Green Arrow, and he's like, it will be at my hand. Uh, but then the next issue, the Flash issue, it's it takes place in the courtroom with flashbacks, which I think was an interesting technique to jump around the different issues. Yeah, and I do, like you say, I do like the Paul Ryan art here. Um, he, he just has really good figures and the different characters are very distinct looking but yeah i as far as jumping forward i actually didn't love that idea um you know i kind of like to see in the battle and i was kind of surprised to see how many people actually died in this heaps uh, heaps yeah like was it like 40 people or something yeah it's not something i really expected you know generally you know even though you know, people can die in comics. A lot of times, you know, these kind of books, I feel like, are pretty low stakes, but it's a lot of... Well, lot the, of the collateral damage, is, it often seems to be fairly low a lot of the time, other than when they want to make a really big point of it. But you are right. This issue, they're like casually, like, you know, 46 people or however many died because the water was too cold mm-hmm. before they could get there, which in some ways, you know, you, you're sort of like... It's kind of sobering, you know? Like, when you think about it, really. Yeah. You know, I um... well, especially I guess also because the first two, it was like a fun buddies hitting on, yeah, hitting on girls and on vacation, and then they're like, yeah, forty people are dead. I was like, whoa, <laughs> that's it, man. You know, sometimes you eat the bar, sometimes the bar eats you. Um, yeah, then they go I off. I think there was something. Oh, no, no, you get get go, man. What were you gonna say? I, I was just going to remark, there was a few things that I thought were interesting, like in the the Chuck one, hmm. uh, Chuck Dixon's issue, he has Flash, like, eating a lot. Yeah. 
Um, because it used to be the Flash had to eat a lot to run fast, but I yes. think they'd gotten rid of that in the Flash comics by now. But right. I just thought it was interesting that there were some things that seemed like they got maybe overlooked, or like also the Flash says that he's never fought a magnetic villain when his actual ex girlfriend that we've read about in this <laughs> in this series was a, a magnet based villain. But that was just a couple uh, nerdy nitpicks, a little, little, couple of little gripes from out of the computer. Wow, hey, like, you know, uh, I wouldn't call them gripes. I would. I would. I would. Continuity or... No, I would definitely call them gripes. Um, you know, little editorial <laughs> notes from you. Hey, uh, you know, <laughs> clean it up, Chuck. Do better. <laughs> well, okay. the Flash is allowed to eat. Um, and then we get the, uh, the, at the end, we get a nice, I always like a nice cliffhanger into the next storyline. You know, and you, and you get this guy crash landing, yeah. uh, Geoforce or G-Force wasn't fast enough to save his homeworld from destruction. Um, the Flash must win the ultimate race or Earth dies too. I think that that was a, that was a, a nice way to tie into the very next issue, which I think is actually... I really was enjoying this, and I, I really enjoyed this human race um, storyline. I thought it was cool. Um, I liked seeing the Justice League in there. Um, yeah. You know, and Electric Blue Superman. Again, I'm going to say it, the artwork. Very solid, very very solid. Uh, Paul yeah, Ryan, it rest is in pretty peace, good man. when you say that. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, this is the thing. Like, imagine you go to the comic store tomorrow. You open up some of that DC artwork and that Marvel artwork, and it's just shit now. You know, and you you put something like this. I next don't to agree it. with that, but yeah. I mean, some of it is. Some of it was then too. Though. Yeah, I guess so. But Paul and Ryan especially was up. back in Gardner Fox's day. I mean, that <laughs> shit. Yeah. You don't need to especially bring up, the Justice League book. You don't need to bring up. In slander Gardner Fox, you just do not need to do that. It was unnecessary, man. You know that was unnecessary. He wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't uh, even drawing the books. He was writing them, man. You know. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. You know, the people he worked with, like on the Justice League. Wow. Specifically. Wow. Know, hard to look at. Hot take. What about when Dick Dillon came on board? He knew what oh, he was no. doing. No, no, that's actually what I was talking about. I fucking love Dick Dillon's artwork, and you know I do. You know. Jesus. Yeah. He knew what get you he knew what he was doing, man. He knew the way the road, you know, lay, and uh, he used to just draw it. I could, I could watch Dick Dillon draw all day long. You know, oh feel free, man. Was he of his time? Sixties, uh, seventies. Yeah. Why don't you? Why don't you ever rant about someone like I don't know, Frank Quitely or something? Frank, you know, I love like, Frank why Quitely. do you pick guys like this that are just like? I love Frank Quitely. I love Frank Quitely. He's one of my actually favorite artists. In fact. But he has his own style. Like he has very much a Frank Quietly style, you know. Like it's like, you know, Jesus Christ, what did Dick Dillon ever do to you, man? Like, what, how did he hurt you as a child? It's just a weird hill to die on. That's all. It's a great hill to die on, man. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, this guy Crackle. <laughs> I'm thinking. I read one time that he's uh, supposed to be like based on Sonic the Hedgehog. I could see that. I could definitely see that. That was that was pretty funny. Got got a funny um, news item that just came up. This Todd Chrisley guy, you know, from Chrisley Knows Best. You know, these two people who got um, brought, um, yeah, they were done on tax evasion. Apparently, he was screaming out to God following his sentencing. <laughs> I always, oh, wow. I, I always have no love, idea what that is. I always love when people um, Chrisley Knows Best. Yeah, he yeah, that's pretty mm. that's pretty great. Like he was screaming at to God. Is in the, can you imagine being in the courtroom and this guy's like screaming and stuff when he gets given twelve years? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. 
<laughs> um, now, uh, I love the gamblers. These guys, like, they're just a huge. What are they? Kind of like interdimensional gamblers, basically, aren't they? They're just crazy. These guys. Yeah, but they look like uh, like celestials at Marvel or whatever. They do. Yeah, that's a, actually they do look very celestial like, and in fact, they are sort of celestial like in everything they do because they're just so sort of epic and big and beyond mortal concern. Yeah, they also kind of look like those. Uh, you remember DC versus Marvel where they had those giant um, brothers, those giant guys that represented like Marvel and DC. Yes. The brothers or thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I will say the second part of this human race uh, with the fill in artist, mm. Ron Wagner, uh, I'm not feeling that as much as the Paul Ryan. Okay. Let me get to that. I'm just going to have a little bit of a look at that because Paul Ryan sets the bar awful high and, uh, <laughs> Let's have a look here. Ron Wagner. Oh, uh, yeah, he's got a different style. Uh, it's kind of more blocky almost. I don't mind it, but, yeah, it's all a little bit more angular. I don't love it. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't. I, I prefer, I mean, he, he, I'm looking at Max Mercury here. He looks like he's about 97 years old. Um, I guess he is pretty old, isn't he, yeah. Max Mercury? But, yeah, no. Yeah, no, it's it. Look, it's it, it's of its time, and I and I sort of think I can see more modern artists who it looks like a bit, but um, yeah, it's 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 a different style. But mind you, he's it's funny when you look at artists because his I was going to say celestial, but his gambler looks very similar to the other gambler. You know, when you look at that, when you look at him yeah. him doing the gambler, I kind of can't tell the difference between him and Paul Ryan. But when you look at the normal faces, I can really tell the difference. Although I do like the image, if you go to page 227, that image with Flash running and then all the, the sort of rainbow colour effects behind him, looks pretty cool. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I like the next page where he's sitting on that little tiny planet. Yeah, that's Reminds cool. me of the, the Rick and Morty episode where they go to a little tiny planet like that yes, and can just yes. walk around the whole planet. Yeah, that's 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 good actually. Yeah, I agree. That's, that reminded me of that too when I saw it. I was thinking, where have I seen this before? It's Rick and Morty, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I also little, uh, like the last page where he's going, here's what you have to do, and he's, he's almost like he's addressing the reader, which is very much a, a Flash, you know, trope, isn't it? It's very much a Flash thing, very much a Silver Age thing, very much a Morrison thing, like yeah. something that Morrison would tune into and be like... Yeah, he's like, this is the way it should be. This is the way forward, people. Yeah, you remember the end of his... Because in this, he needs, like, everyone in the central city or whatever Keystone city or the world to run with him. Mm. It kind of reminded me of that issue. I think his very last, uh, that is Morrison's very last JLA issue where like the whole of the human race has to team up to fight. Yes. Um, yeah. The villain or something. Magadon or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember the cover where it has like Superman's flying out into space and then some other heroes behind him and then a whole bunch of, like regular civilians. I wanted to mention something actually. In there's a couple of moments in this that are dialogue that I really enjoyed. It was when Nightwing and Flash were talking, and I think someone else was there, and they were saying they were talking about the heroes, how they all change, and music changes every X many years. Do, do you remember the scene? And and like I should go back to it because it was actually a really. I wanted to point it out because I always... You know how they always say, oh, you know, Bendis, like, revolutionised dialogue and stuff? You know how you always hear that kind of shit? Arf. Yeah, no, I know. I, I, I agree. I'm like, really? Um, 
he's the guy that we have to thank. But but like it was it was a nice dialogue moment um, inside this comic. I'm gonna find it because it was where where the music where... industry turns on its head every eleven years. The yes. political pendulum swings every fifteen. Mm. How long would you say heroic ages last, Wally? Twenty years. Yeah. The golden age lasted till yada yada. That's page one hundred six. Yeah, man. Not yada yada. I was loving it. Um, yeah, no, it was, that was, that was good stuff to me. And, um, uh, Golden Age until 1955, the Silver Age lasted until 1975, but the Dark Age only just ended in 95. That's why it's still too early to say what this New Age is even going to be called yet. I, I really like that, uh, bit of dialogue with them sitting at the table. And I was wondering who dialogued that, if it was Miller or Morrison. I tend to think it might have been Miller somehow, you know? It just, it just, yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 I mean, enjoy. he does have, he is a uh, top build for this issue, so. Yeah, just, just wanted to put that out there that I thought that that was a nice little Good moment. Stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, I mean, going back to that issue, mm, though, I'll mm. say, not to spoil my review of this collection, I did like the collection, but mm. I think that in the next 30 years, the only one of these issues I'll really come back to is probably that one with Jay Garrick. Bang. Well, yeah. I mean, I'll come back to them in a sense that I'll, I'll own the omnibus. I, I, I hope that when... Do you think when they put the second Mark Wade omnibus out, they'll include this? I would hope so. I would hope so too. Please do see. It'd be kind of weird to just leave out. Well, because of the chapter in his life, it, it happened, man. You know? It fucking happened. It went down. You know? When do you think yeah. they'll put the Kerry Bates omnibuses out? When's that going to happen? Um... When's that going to damn happen? We need to have you know, paper's pretty valuable. I think we <laughs> uh, might print it on some toilet paper or something so that you can double up on it. Mind you, Kerry Bates, you were loving his Legion, remember? Yeah. Yeah. I like his Legion. What, ha- what happened, man? Why, where'd you lose the faith? Why'd you turn on the great man? I think it's, I think it's just when it comes to that, like Bronze Age stuff, man, like... When you're reading about one character, it just becomes so repetitive. I love it though. If you have like a big team, yeah, you, know, you can get some stuff. Done. I, I know. You know what? I do understand what you're saying there. Like um, Superman, I love that Kerry Bates and Elliot S. Megan Superman. They he does have a big supporting cast. You know. Um, yeah, it helps. Yeah, no, I I understand what you're saying. I did feel Death of Iris West. It also was as it was a long read. Remember when we did it? It was like a grind of a read. You know, yeah. There was a lot of pages yeah. there, but anyway, we'll see. I'm, I'm continuing. I'm Just continuing. A lot of it. Yeah, I'm professional, but anyway. Um, yeah, I just love. <laughs> I know you're a skimmer. You skim me. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, big time. Especially some of Richard's picks: Rise and Fall of the Trigon Empire. Oh my god. Volume 27. You were complaining about that All-Star Squadron to me. I was happy to see that I'm not the only one that struggled through that. But then you turned out to like it. Yeah, I flipped. I flipped. I Probably three in. I was like, actually, I'm starting to enjoy this. And um, I will say this. Roy Thomas outside of Conan. Easily my favorite Roy Thomas I've ever read. And I there's plenty of Roy Thomas. Well, not plenty. But the Roy Thomas I have read... Honestly, I struggle. Uh, his Conan can be very good, but it can also be very boring. But, um, yeah, no, I, I really, I genuinely enjoy I gave it 8.5. I genuinely enjoy We read 10 issues, and Rich said, finish at 6 if you're bored. I, I finished all 10. And it's a dense read. 
you know, but it was very yeah. enjoyable. Yeah, so I should try it again someday. That just surprised me. Um, I liked Johnny Quick was in it. He was pretty good. Johnny Quick was was pretty yeah, feisty. Like, and yeah, Liberty Bell. Wow. Liberty Bell. I was a big big fan of, and you know, I like Jesse Quick. And when you told me she turns into Liberty Bell, I was like, oh hello, you know. Yeah, because I'm already a Jesse Quick fan, you know. Yeah. Got to read that John's JSA, man. You got to, you know. Almost there, man. After, after this, we've got two more uh, Mark Wade's, and then we're up to it. No, not John's Flash. John's JSA. Oh, John's JSA, man! Wow, a lot of material. The second run, yeah. Is she in his Flash as Jesse Quick, or is she gone? I think a little bit, not much. Wow, why don't they use him more as Jesse Quick, man? Jesse Quick rules. I love Jesse Quick. I love a uniform. I yeah, love everything yeah, yeah. about him, man. Like, just can't get enough. Um, looking at this, were you surprised? I kind of liked when the blue electric Superman's there as well, and they're doing the racing. Um, and then you yeah. see everyone racing from around the world. Very, very tropey, but fun trope, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, how many times have we had everyone has to team up to beat the bad guys? Um, can you explain to me, at the end, where the guy's like, you have outraced instantaneous travel, I lose, I forfeit. Earth has been spared, therefore, Kuiz must pay the forfeit. These were the rules of the game. Oh, I see, He's, he says destroy them if you want, but then the radio wave people come to Earth. Is that correct? Yeah, something like that. So Earth is inhabited by these little invisible radio wave people who are very Sonic-like now that I look at it. And then that is the end of Morrison on the title. And then we see the black flash in the photo um, that, that they took. And I do like that technique of seeding the next storyline at the at the combination of the current one, you know? Yeah, that is really cool. Very direct. Uh, and this black flash thing was kind of a big deal. Um because they were kind of doing him in the show for a little bit. Um, oh, really? He seems like he's become like kind of a popular character. Um, and then also, I think he might be the villain of the movie. Really? Wow. He's just death, isn't he? Yeah, pretty much. That's why I, you know, I would have preferred Reverse Flash personally. I would have preferred Reverse Flash in the in the Flash movie. Um, we'll say this: uh, you go to page two five eight. That's a very bad impulse. What is going on with his hair? Has he just had a close cut? Yeah, his hair is definitely off off model. For that sure. is off model in a major way. I don't know what my assumption yeah. was when I saw this artwork that you were going to hate this artwork. Certainly wasn't a fan of his impulse. Uh, not a huge fan of the artwork. Or I, it did grow on me. I, I realise what it is. The, the style. I don't actually hate the style of the artwork. Um, it's not what I would choose, you know. But he commits to it, and it's 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 quite loose, you know. Um, yeah. When I read this originally, I really hated this art, but this time it did kind of grow on me. Especially, like, when you see, like, on page uh, 263, mm -hmm. where you see Jay kind of, like, running towards the reader. Um, I think that's, you know, it looks really good. 
that, motion. that does. No, see, I agree. No, that grew on me, and it was elements like that. No, I liked it. Uh, I liked it enough. I, I was throwing away Impulse, but overall, I think he's got a very dynamic style, um, and it kind of fits the Flash. I can see why they picked him for a Flash book, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Paul Ryan, tough act to follow, you know? Very tough act to follow. Uh, what did you mm. think? What did you, well, don't give me, I suppose. What did you think of page 277? Where he's he's yelling Linda. See, I don't think that's the world's greatest artwork. Let's see. Uh, Have a look at that. Yeah, it's a bit. No, not feeling yeah, it. Man. Yeah. Not feeling it, dude. Yeah, okay. uh, on the fence with that one. Um, then we, but then I was like, "Wow, she's really dead." And I don't, and you know, as you know, I haven't read it all. And I was like, "Wow, she's dead." Mm-hmm. So who's carrying the coffin? We got Kyle Rayner, Green Lantern. We got Wally, Max Mercury. Uh, Jay Nightwing uh, and Jesse Quick. What page are you on? I'm on page uh, two eight three, where they're carrying the coffin of of Linda. The Black Flash part two. How come Nightwing gets a run? I guess he's big friends with Wally from the Titans. Yeah. 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 Would you have picked Nightwing to be there? What about Piper? What about Piper? Isn't he his, like, best friend? I mean, I would say the one that doesn't belong, if you're going to pick someone, would be Kyle. Yeah, but they were really marketing Kyle and uh, Wally together as a package deal in the 90s, remember? Yeah, but they still don't really get along, whereas, uh, you know, Nightwing, he's known since he was a teenager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Could have had uh, Starfire. even even Jesse Quick, you know. Slow down. Max. Whoa, slow down. Jesse Quick should be there. I'm just saying. Flash family, man. I mean, as far as, like, how long they've known each other. What about Bart? What about Bart? Too short. Too short, yeah. Size requirements. What about Starfire? Starfire. She was in the Titans. Donna Troy. Yeah, I mean, I would say Donna Troy would be a better pick than Starfire. Uh, What's his name? Aqualad. Speedy. Yeah. He's probably you know doing some heroin or something there. Speedy, yeah, Speedy's like now he's back. Yeah, he's in the cemetery, but he's like you know like fucking out of shooting it. Up. He's shooting up, like you know, <laughs> Green Arrow's looking for him. Um, yeah, <laughs> and then you see all the villains turning up in like the handcuffs. It's kind of funny. Oh, like Mirror Master's there offering his condolences. Um, Kyle, uh, who's the guy with the oh Captain Boomerang? Yeah. Jesus, mate, he's he's doing the old uh, the. Yeah, Jesse Quick was very much affected by it all, wasn't she? She was really broken up by it all. Um, uh, uh, Captain Boomerang, he's supposed to be like Australian, he's, right? He's um, Aussie, yeah. Is it annoying sometimes reading uh, Australian characters in comics? Ah, uh, it's okay, man. Like, I mean, he, they do a very ochre, um Captain Boomerang, but that's okay. Still I know, uh, like in uh, the Suicide Squad that Ostander did, mm. I think he was always saying Struth. Yeah, no, that's just like that? the, no, that's just popularized from Paul, uh, what's his name, Hogan in Crocodile Dundee. He was always like Struth. Uh, and that. So it's more of a, uh, what do you call, like a parody of themselves, if you know what I mean. Like yeah, Paul right. Hogan played it up heavily and then people loved it internationally. Like, so... Yeah, it was like a cartoon version anyway, so it doesn't worry me that much, man. Like, at the end of the day, dude, he's still an Aussie. We'll still claim him, you know? We're not going to deny Captain Boomerang. 
Are, well, are you talking about Kevin Boomerang or Paul Hogan? Oh, Paul Hogan will definitely claim he did tons for Australia in terms of tourism and stuff, you know. Um, yeah. Did absolutely tons. Very funny guy. But, you know, he played that persona and then people just went crazy for it, you know, back in the day. He's um, still alive, Paul Hogan? He is alive. He's in his early 80s or maybe mid-80s, so he's pretty old. He's pretty much retired. He lives in L.A. and he always talks about wanting to come back here, but for some reason doesn't. Like, it's like just hop on a plane, Paul. Um, <laughs> like it's not that hard. Uh, like you've got all the cash. I'm sure you can afford a plane ticket. Um, yeah, but it was kind of funny when um, who was it? Captain Boomerang put something on. What did he actually do to Jay Garrick? So Jay Garrick's kind of like imprisoned in this sort of like boomerangy type of flying thing. Was that way back in that Jay Garrick issue? No, no, page two ninety in this issue. Where it's when they're it's when they're um taking over for Wally, and they're taking over for Wally, mm-hmm. and um yeah, it's just crazy, and and like so mm-hmm. all this shit's popping off everywhere, and unfortunately for uh for um. Jay Garrick, he gets kind of imprisoned by Captain Boomerang. And I'm just trying to work out what Captain Boomerang actually did to him. If you look at that image. He just trapped him in a boomerang. <laughs> yeah, which is... But like a really big boomerang. Yeah. Okay. All right. I was just like, how did he yeah, you can do kind that? Of see in the, you can see the one where they show from a distance where you can kind of see Jay's heads hanging out. Right. Uh, I've got to say... How do you feel about Wally's goatee? I, I was just about to say I thought his goatee looked absolutely ridiculous. Like... Despise it. I'm not a big fan of a goatee without the um, the moustache part in, in the first place. And I thought on Wally it looked absolutely ridiculous. It looked like he was trying to record like a solo album. He was in a metal band and he was trying to record a solo album in the fucking mid-90s or something. Like... <laughs> Yeah. Let me ask you something. Uh, what's the most questionable uh, looking back? What's the most questionable uh, hair decision you've ever made? Me? Yeah. I've always been pretty conventional, but um, I would say if you went, if you checked in on me at some time in the early to mid-90s when I was smoking a fair bit of dope, I reckon I went pretty shaggy a couple of times with the with Beatles mop top sort of style haircut, you know? Um, 90s was a bad time. I just, well, yeah. considering that I know in general I'm quite conservative, I like to cut my hair fairly short. I'm just saying that it would have been moments in that time period, not long at the back, but 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 like mop toppy, like the Beatles in the 60s, you know? Mm. In the, so That's that true. would be my worst times. But in general, I, I've always, ha- I've never had long hair or anything. So, what about you? Oh, pretty yeah, you know the Bieber, the Bieber days. Um, Bieber days. You know, I probably had a little longer hair. I saw some photos on Facebook with you and the family, sort of like glamour shots, and it was very like, wow, um, it was your home life to the max. You were almost like a poster child for like, you know, he's had a he's he, the, the the happy family shots. I was like, I was impressed. Wholesome family tried, values. Yeah. Family values out in the computer. I <laughs> yeah. had a good photographer. It, they were very nice shots, actually. I, I'm teasing you, but it was very nice. I was. Do you have to be dragged into that stuff, or is it your wife who's driving the bus on that stuff, or 
Are you like, yeah, we've got a... I mean, a little bit, but the nice thing was that it was only a 20-minute um, yeah. session, so you know, it went by quickly. You look like someone who's going to be running for office in a few years, you know? You're sort of trying <laughs> to build that family image. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> running for president 2032. Oh, yeah, why not, man? <laughs> Everyone else does. Um, it was nice to see Jesse Quick um, really had some emotions you know, and she she was very genuine in her emotions to to Wally. I thought, uh, even with his stupid goatee, yeah. which does look ridiculous when you look at it. In the, it just looks awful. Like it's not yeah, a good look. Yeah. I know it's his grieving goatee, but even still, it just looked terrible. Every single time I look at it now, it just looks worse and worse. <laughs> it almost looks like like pubic hair. Yeah, it's yeah. it's not it's not <laughs> in any way flattering. That's for sure. Uh, we had a cool interlude with Max Mercury. I, I thought was was interesting. Uh, dear God, it's coming back, and he's he's realizing that the Black Flash is coming back, and um, that is a. I tell you what, the page three hundred. That is a fantastic image of the Black Flash. I reckon that looks awesome. Yeah, it I looks, do like that a lot. He's very. Um, I don't know, like it looks like something out of Blackest Night. Blackest Night. You remember the Blackest Night zombies? Yeah. Like, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I like it. That I notice on um, page three hundred one that that's actually the cover of the trade that they constantly always do for the Mora Miller. So it was that was mm-hmm. the that's the cover of the trade, uh, which now I understand. Did they get into where the Black Flash came from? Like, is it supposed to be Barry? No, they don't get they don't they don't get into it here. They just say that he's death. Basically, it's just like he's death. Really interesting because it's like the only person that we know that's died in that costume is Barry Allen. So it's Well, like, or Johnny uh, Quick. He didn't wear a Flash costume, though, but yeah. Yes, uh, yeah. But anyway, you know, that's a good point. They don't get into it. Does Johns get into it? Um, I know that he, when he brings Barry back, I think the Black Flash is a big part of that, so cool. maybe we'll see that. Cool, cool, cool. Um, and then they do the the running race, which I actually really enjoyed. This reminded me of when Superman would go through time and then go from the end of the universe, then back to the beginning, and then fly all the way to where he wanted to. He did that a couple of times, remember, in, like, Superboy and stuff? Um, yeah, I remember him uh, flying back in time to find out about Cinderella's slipper or something, yeah, something like that. Like it, was some, it was a stupid little slipper. It was a history project or something. <laughs> Uh, I love it. We're literally out of time. The end of life, the universe, and everything. Where death ceases to exist, even at a conceptual level. That was pretty cool. Um, that was yeah, pretty, that was pretty cool. Damn cool. Yeah, and so he, the entropy of time at, at the end of time culminates in a big bang as the universe explodes with life all over again and an indescribable sense of rebirth. Interesting word, rebirth, considering uh, what comes later. Hits me as I witness the building blocks of creation. Pretty cool. Um, Probably could have done with some better artwork than just a white image, um, but then you do see sort of the helixes or whatever those things are. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like it was, it was cool. Like I, you know, cool story, um, well told. I felt I, I, I liked this Black Flash one, and then she comes back, and then she's in the arms, and it's like, wow, she didn't die after all, and Dave was happy, and um, and, and also like the way her clothes are torn up, and then uh, the next page. Pretty revealing, where you'd think she'd want to try to cover up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she's yeah, uh, tits hanging out there, and um, happy. Yeah, and um, yeah. it looks like um, uh, Jay's like getting a nice view there. Actually, yeah, <laughs> he's just like yeah. 
yeah, he's just this sort of he's either ignoring it or he's just like focusing in on it while he's talking to her. And then she proposes, um, and then they say next wait in Augusta return for the wedding of the Flash, which is pretty cool. So that'll be our next flashbacks. Uh, and then the final issue was a funny one, which was Mark Millar talking in a bar to um, Wally, which I actually thought was a good issue, actually. Um, yeah, I did think that was pretty good. Um, didn't really look like how I thought Mark Millar would look at that time, but no. maybe it's a little flattering portrayal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. A little bit more heroic than his actual uh, look. Uh, well, it's not how Mark Millar looks. I know how Mark Millar looks. He doesn't look like that. Um, yeah, but anyway, and like it was cool though. Like they had the is that the is that the one where he says that they went on the wedding, and they were trapped in the mirror master trapped them in the thing. Is it is it did did is this where he describes that? Do you, I don't remember when oh, that there, was. There's um, there's, a, there's a scene where he says that he trapped them in a no. It's when. It, it was when he was um, remembering life with Linda all the way through to death. And yeah. at first, it's it's the two of them, um, and Miramasa's got them trapped in this thing, so they're like in a negative negative universe, and they're just fighting all the time and all this. Then they realise they're in one of mm-hmm. his traps. So I thought that was cool. Look, overall, I think this was a fun adventure to go into... Um, to, to go into... You know, a bit of a change of pace from the Mark White. It's nice to change shit up every now and then. Um, I enjoyed it. I'd probably... I'd give it an 8 out of 10. I, I don't think there was any weak spots. I overall really, really liked the artwork. I liked the storylines. And frankly, from Grant Morrison and Mark Millar, I would expect I would. You, so my expectations yeah, were sure. high. And it's probably an 8 to an 8.5. Somewhere in there. Yeah, I... I uh... For me, I think uh, seven or seven and a half. You wow. know, I did like it. The only one that I, like I said, feel like I'll ever revisit is that J issue, which I thought mm. was pretty solid and fun. Mm. Um, nothing really wrong with it. It's just not like uh, I don't think uh, among Morrison's best work, really. And yeah, but it's. I would say it's. Enough. It's kind of like it's run of the mill, but a good run of the mill. You know. Um, yeah. yeah, look, it was a f- look. I'm, I'm glad I read it though because I've never read it, and it was nice to get a Morrison take with Mark Millar on that Wade era Flash, you know, basically. Um, yeah, for sure, and you know, a fun crossover. A lot. I will say one thing. I mm. think that Green Lantern Green Arrow crossover mm. um, was a lot better than a lot of the team ups that we had Wade do, or anytime Wade was doing a team up issue. Yeah. It was like, oh, God, when is this going to end? Yep, I totally agree. He, he had some painful ones. Yeah, Mark Wade, although we like his run overall, has definitely had some clunkers, especially when it comes to team-ups, you know? Um, yeah, and unfortunately, these next two volumes by Wade, I think, are a bit clunky. Okay. So uh, we'll, see, we'll see how this goes. Well, we'll see. Now, I do want to say thank you to listeners. Uh, if you're enjoying flashbacks and you want more of this material, please join the Patreon, patreon.com slash Signal of Doom. Um, we put up a lot of content, a lot of Cinema of Doom stuff. Uh, Adam and myself are going to, I think we're going to record another flashbacks probably in December, January, don't you think, uh, Adam? Yeah, I think so. Let's think so. Uh, get through that. Uh, Jeff Johns. We're book seven in Mark Wade, so that'll be the next one up. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, as always, Adam, it's a complete pleasure having you on the show. Is anyone you like a shout out? Any shout outs? You know, you're running for office anytime soon. You should run for mayor of Dayton, Ohio. That'd be good. <laughs> I'd like to see that. Yeah, no thanks. Ah, oh, man, you <laughs> could clean up the crime, dude. Is there crime there? <laughs> yeah, there's some crime. We got crime. Yeah, yeah man. Um, but no, you know, I think. Uh, Law and order. I'm going to. Settle down, you know. Gonna sit back and get the big corporate dollars. Gonna get those corporate dollars. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Take it easy. (laughs) Crime doesn't sleep, but only the computer does. Uh, Look, on that note, I want to say thank you and good night.